This episode was brought to you by Patreon members like y'all boy. If you ain't this already, go ahead to Patreon and join so we can keep that thing going. What's going on, y'all boy? Welcome to the Geech Experience Podcast. We put an on for the culture each week. We get discuss various topics related to the color Geechy experience from the past to the present and to the future. And now, here's your host, Chris Cato and Akua Page from North Charleston, South Carolina. So, hey, look at y'all boy. This is going to be a quick little, little podcast. We're about to dive into um recent events that done take place in Charleston. So, I guess Charleston, you can say Charleston done made history. Cause them boy finally took that Jossie Calhoun statue down. Let's see when, when they had put that statue up. I think that should have been in the 1800s. Oh, my bad. I cursing y'all. Well, who um who was John C. Calhoun? John C. Calhoun, y'all boy. This man, you might as well call him like the father of white supremacy. Um, Because he was an avid believer of like white supremacy. He felt slavery was good and he didn't like, he ain't like anybody that was against it. You know, and mind you now, they had his statue erected up. Statue bigger than all the buildings in Charleston. Mm. Dang. Yeah, it was right there pretty high. The boy had to get on the left to get him off, honey. Them boy had to get on the left. And and they finally took him down. But they still got to work. You know, they got to do some, like, extensive work to get that whole statue down. But you know what? That's probably, like, a sign and symbol to show the work that we got to put in to really dismantle racism and white supremacy. Everybody talking about all oh, just reform, reform, reform. But ain't no reform. You got to take that whole entire system down and start all over. Because this whole system been founded on what? On racism. Yeah. So Definitely they don't have to change. Racist principles. Exactly. So that, that's why we're going on with the police. Why the police attacking black people? The police was started out of what? Slave patrols. That's their job. The local slave catchers who didn't have an official badge, them are like the people like your George Zimmerman's. And the dude who I killed Ahmad, you know what I'm saying? Um, yep. Just doing your old old citizens arrest or citizens are catch. I mean, citizens catch. I mean, citizens arrest. <laughs> basically, basically, like for real, for real. That's what them, them boys is doing with their job. And, and honestly, if y'all look at it, they also had black slave patrols. So that's why you don't matter if you got black police officers. They're still trained within that white supremacy system of policing. You know, it's the anti-black system. And honestly, black police officers, sometimes they be the worst because they be trying to put on for the white ones. If you look at that Watson Scott video, when that white cop had shot Watson Scott over eight times in the back, guess who was standing next to him helping him plant a gun on Watson Scott? It was a black cop. Mm. So it don't matter. Like, they got to, they got to, unless they about to do some intense anti-black racist training, which you know they not, they got to take apart the whole system, man, and start all over. Would you say that this is not a race issue? He is a race issue. How you mean? <laughs> yeah, race issue, but buddy, I mean, it is, it is a race issue. It's a race issue, but it's deeper than like on the people say race. I feel like they just get like caught up on just colors, but like right. it's it's deeper than that. It's like it's the power and system behind it. Like how they like you know the racial inequality, like how they treat people, and this junk was built upon that. You know how they treat a group of people as a whole, right? Right, and the power behind it, because if y'all look, if y'all been paying attention in Charleston, y'all see all these teachers getting exposed for their racism, even though they've been racist. I work up in them schools, y'all boy. And Kristen came right. to my school before, too. You see how them teachers taught them low black churn. Them boys uh, been racist. Yeah. yeah. How them boys talk and to them churn. Being, and even being a Charleston County student, you know, we I though I had some really good teachers, I really ran into some, some screens teachers, seeing some screens things, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then and then not to mention, if you look at the predominantly black schools, what they got a whole bunch of police officers in there. And what they doing? They locking up low black churn. So it's like it ain't really it's well, okay. Well, one might say, well, the black churn is causing all kind of trouble in the school. What do you say to that? Bim. Okay, so I, I would I would say to that you gotta look at what kind of trouble are they causing. Cause this is one thing that they like doing with black churn. They call it quote unquote disturbing the school. That means if a teacher tells a student to do something, a teacher says no, that child gets arrested and locked up. And to, and to, to me, that's that's not a crime to put them in jail. Up, they don't get right up no more. No, I mean, yeah, you get right up, but you also get locked up, and they take you down to um juvenile juvenile hall. What that is, headquarters road. They take you yeah. right down to the kitty jail, and not a, not a child got a record for what. The child ain't allowed to say no, and and that goes back into that anti-black racism because they feel like, oh, this little black child, this little black child, better not tell me no. You know that's how it is down here. They feel like black people, don't, we don't have we don't have the right. To like say no, say no to, uh, to, to say no to them. We gotta just obey anything they tell us I'm to do. I've noticed that when I say no or or refuse to do something to a white folk down here now, um, they'll be like getting pretty upset. Like they'll get mad. Yeah, mad, mad. yeah, cause they like, how dare you, nigger? Like yeah, cause it's, <laughs> it's like ingrained, not for real, for real. And, and then you laughing, but I did serious. And then y'all know it was a law down here. To where black people couldn't look white people in the eye. And that's why I still see to this day, if you look at black people, especially the ones that work downtown, some of them boys, they still to this day do not look buckers in the eye. Them boys look down. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bruh. So that's why I make it, I make it my duty to make sure I stay them boy in the eye. Like, nah. Yeah, I, I see that right there. I have seen that. I'm like, no, nah, man. That's what I said. That whole that whole system, that whole system need to change. And I see because Black Lives Matter finally going, going, it's trending now. All of a sudden. They putting out statements and taking down and taking down statues. But my thing is, my thing is, if you really real about it, where are reparations at? Okay, so real quick though, would you would you say that this is similar to how they do on TikTok, where they see something that's trending and then jump right on? Definitely, definitely. Because if, if y'all voice the followers who be, what, what does that come out of? What where that came from? But what came from? With them doing that, like always jumping on something that black people going through or doing. Jumping and on then, the train, and then, and then, yeah, jumping on the train, and then profiting or benefiting from the train. Dumb boy been doing that, man. I feel like dumb boy, it's a market employee. Dumb boy been doing that. If, if we if we look at if we look at like destruction of everything, going to look at hip hop. Mm. Even though black people, it's our content now that makes hip hop. But who's the one controlling it and profiting off of like the most? Ian us, right? It is not us. It is not us. And even like, let's go back to TikTok. If you look at TikTok, the, the main people that's being that's getting famous, getting all these endorsement deals are white people or non, non-black because you also got some um, the other folks who ain't white, but they also ain't black. Non-black folk because they're stealing black creators content. They're still no dancers, stealing their sound, and they right. getting paid. And they getting so paid. Let me ask you that thing. Whenever you see the concert and stuff with a bunch of white people in the concert, Ain't them boys supporting the artists? When you talking, when you see a concert? Yeah, it'd be a bunch of white folk. I mean, they be the main one that, that go to concert. Honestly, I mean, they they supporting so the artists. Supporting the black community? That's not supporting the black community. Because if you if you also look at <laughs> look at celebrities, for real, no, no, for real. I'm glad you brought that up. Because some of these celebrities, them boys be removed from that action from their community. They they identify with their wealth. They feel like just because they have money now, they're no not they're no longer black. You know, they identify. That's why when 
when this thing first popped off and you had people that was riding, tearing down stuff, you know, people was mad. Oh, no, you're destroying your own community. That's not our community. That so is not the, our community. All right. Well, the artist is removed. Isn't that like making it out the hood? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Isn't you supposed to make it out the hood? You're supposed to make it out the hood and then put your people on. And that's what um, Carter G. Wichson said in The Miseducation of the Negro. He, he wrote that what, in the early 1900s. The Miseducation mm-hmm. of the Negro. When other cultures come down here and, and they, they make it out, they make sure they put their people on. They take care of their people. Or they build businesses that relate to their people. And that's also why we look at the Black Panthers. You know, the Black Panthers was feeding the people. Why, if anything, matter of fact, they need to thank the Black Panthers. That's why we have free um free lunch right now because of what the Black Panthers started. Because you got to really? take care of your people. Yes, they created that free lunch okay. program. And, and I was just reading the reason why we even have public school is because of Black folk. It's because of black people. If you look that up, because when schools was first created, it was only created for the wealthy people. So even, of course, you know, black people couldn't go there, but also poor white folks couldn't go there. And you know, black well, people that's your charter schools and private schools, right? Exactly, exactly. So black people got together and, and sued and was like, you know, everybody should have you know like a right to like an education. And, and what happened? Now we got public schools. So like we 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 built and created like a lot of this stuff, but we don't ever get credit. Like, and that's why I say all this performative stuff they doing, I ain't, I ain't fooling with it. You can paint the streets. You can put Black Lives Matter on the street. You can take so down the statues. You don't respect the police that be getting on their knee? Talking about, hey, we want y'all to be marching with them boys on the protest? And, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. Y'all boy out here dancing with the police, hugging on the police. You think Harry Tubman and them boys been dancing with the um, slave catchers? Mm-hmm. Like, come on now, let's let's like let's really think. Like, no, like I understand what y'all trying to say. Ooh, love is stronger than hate. No, y'all trying to beg people that hate y'all to love y'all. That's 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 not how this thing gonna work. That's not how and this thing gonna work. Love for self is stronger than hate. Believe that. Facts. So, and so you hating on somebody or getting upset with them or or, or cutting them down about something, loving yourself and really supporting your own first is really more. Uh, it's really much more stronger than hate. That's all I and if they and if they really they really so called love like how they say down here Charleston strong then change all these racist racist ass I can curse y'all boy racist ass laws in Charleston change them shit mm-hmm. change them shit because mm-hmm. they got policies in place that's why we don't have the same opportunities as other people change them shit man like I don't I don't I don't care about all that you can take down all the fucking statues my bad y'all kind of you can take down you can tear down all the statues. I do not care. I want to see y'all change some actual laws, create some actual policies. Like, why in 2020 these churns still being discriminated against because of their actual language? Was that that's an academic lynching within itself? We got right, that's we, academic violence. That's what they call it, academic violence. Academic violence. Hey, Miss um, Akua, please tell a boy. Um, uh, can you explain to us what violence is? Like, really, like define violence. Like within the school or in general? Well, just, like, so people might confuse. They might say violence is. You know the act of attacking somebody or or causing physical harm to somebody, but can you like break down what you mean when you say violence? That's that's what it is. Violence and it's certain certain levels and degrees. You know of violence. Violence can be any type of hurt, damage. You know, or something to a person. And then that's why, huh? Even if they don't know that they hurt them. Yes, even if they don't know it, and which is why, and which is why I say them schools be academically lynching our turn. <laughs> And and they don't even and they don't even realize it because the anti-blackness, the racism is so embedded inside of them. And even some of the black teachers, they internalize it. I feel like I feel like as I say, y'all, 
Some of y'all gonna be mad when I see this, but honestly, just being real, America was founded on racism, right? We can agree with that. America was founded on racism. I agree. So that means everybody in this country, especially if you're if you're not a black person, you are racist unless you're doing the work to be anti-racist. And all black people, we suffer from internalized racism unless we're doing the work to not be, you know, to not internalize that racism to heal from it. So that's why you have these teachers inside the school. You know, they be academically lynching our churn. They perpetuate their racism without even without even realizing it. You know, like mm-hmm. when a churn come to school with what they what they hear, what they hear are braided up. Like how we do, you know, black culture with the with the designs <laughs> in it, and they and they ban that from the school. That's racism within yeah. itself. We can't embrace our culture. In the workplace, in the workplace, you can't have wor- hair, you can't have certain things. In know. the workplace, in the workplace. Now, I know at some places they um they make you. Uh, like if you a dude, you gotta shave your beard because of safety measures. Like, uh, like if you have to wear a mask, like a respirator mask, you gotta shave your face so that the mask can um, suck to your face. Now, see, and, I understand you know, that stuff like that. Yeah, but just for no reason or it's just not professional, that don't work. That's not. And then, let, then I'm glad you brought that up. Let's think about what what is professional is, and that's why I say like racism is so embedded that sometimes we don't even realize it. Because what is professional? We measure professional with European, with a European ruler, white standard, like whiteness. That's how people European. be like, you know, that's how people be like, oh, you can you can speak Geechee, but only when you're performing at a plantation. You know, you can speak Geechee, but only in your home. When you come to school, better turn that shit off, you know, because it's not quote unquote professional. Like how? Who's, who's, who's to say that my language, my first language is not professional? That's why, hey, that why the Asian ladies name be Amy when you meet them. Mm-hmm. Boy named Amy. You ever noticed that? Yeah. Cause them them boy be trying to assimilate, but assimilation is not is not gonna save us and protect us from racism. And I I'm glad you brought that up because I was just reading an article about that. Like um, and it's a movie. Dang, what's the name of that movie? It's called Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to bother you. They was talking about language, but names go into place too. And it was basically a movie about um about about this black this black brother, and he basically had a code switch. And when he started code switching, he got more job opportunities. You know, wow. versus the black the black people who refused the code switch, you know, or they didn't know how. You know, they were just speaking in mm-hmm. their regular self. And you got actual articles and studies that back this up. Like people can tell by your voice. That's why I can't stand people be like, Oh, you can't talk black, you can't talk white, you can't talk a color. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Like That's let's like come true. on. Like, of course, like sometimes you may not be able to tell, but you can pretty nine times out of ten, you can tell when you're talking to somebody if they're black or if they're white. Like, let's be real, because each one of us, we got our own type of tones and not even just erase the whole, the, we ain't even talking about the words that we use, but the tones and the way we say certain things. You know exactly if you're talking to a black person or if you're talking to a white person. And that's how they discriminate against people. They discriminate against people um, by, um, by their language, linguistic racism, because they can't come out right and say, I don't, I don't want him on my job or her on my job because they're black. So now they use other things to identify if you're black or not. And they use that by name. And by how you sound, which is why you got people, you know, um, our parents and they doing the best that they can. They give us white names, you know, because they want to, you know, they want to. Oh, I don't I want my child to have a fair shot. But but honestly, you can give your turn all the white names, you know. That's why my name Christopher. My mom told me she did that because she wanted to make sure that I was able to um, be gainfully employed when I get older. Mm -hmm. And that's a common story in the black community. Common. That is so common. But unfortunately, once you get on a job, dumb boy, know okay, you ain't white. 
And now they're looking at you in the interview. That's what I interviewed about. Exactly. For real, man. For real, y'all. My bad, y'all. Boy, we went all up on a tangent. You talking about the statues, but I feel like that that's how you in the play because I feel like them statues are just like that's the symbol. You know, yeah, that's yeah. A byproduct of everything that's that that been happening for the longest. Right. You know, and I feel like that's the easy work. The easy work is to take down a symbol. You know, but but the hard part is to actually look within the actual systems and create like systematic and structural change within them systems. Like if you look at like going back to these jobs in the schools, majority of the teachers in the schools are white. Facts. That's a that's a natural fact. Them boy white up in our black school boy. Mm-hmm. And you and you can't tell me black people not I'm not applying for I'm not going to school to be teachers. Cause majority of black people you either be trying to become a nurse, especially black woman, or a teacher. So I don't want to hear that. And if you look right. at these jobs, especially on a board, majority of the board be white. They probably sprinkle a, sprinkle one or two black people into you know so they can fit their little um their little quota. Right. Yeah, that's the quota. Yeah. And and that and that shows right there, like you know, but within within their practices, like if you you really so called say you really want to like change some shit, hire black people in leadership positions. Like that, that, like that. To me, that doesn't make any sense. You got all these predominantly black schools. So I see somebody have made a comment in one hour live. They say, so you want to? They say you want to continue to live in a system that's that's not built to help black people. Well, tell, well, tell me, tell me what what other option do we have? But you know, like we 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 in here. I feel like that falls in line with that sovereignty thing. And no diss to my sovereignty people who feel like we ain't black, we aborigine. All power to y'all. But look, yeah, you still, we still got to operate within this system, okay? And there's plenty right. of plenty of articles that people getting pulled over because they saying, listen, I ain't a part of this system. I'm an independent human, this and that. But listen, the police, that, that don't work for black folk. Maybe that work for other mm-hmm. folk, but that ain't working for us because there's it's, it's too many articles. Even one been in Charleston, I think one dude tried to stand on his square, and guess what? They knock him down in his square, the police. So well, you know, <laughs> hey, you dumb, <laughs> they you did. Know, you know, when you get locked up, the boy asks you, um, "Are you a part of a know about sovereign citizens?" And if they say no, then they just continue proceeding. If they say yeah, they go to another office. Really? Yeah. This happened in Charleston. Yeah, this this jails down. Yeah, mm. jails. When you go to jail, yeah. When you go to jail, when you get locked up, they ask you if you know about that, or if you a part of that. Mm. So all you gotta say is yeah, and then then they'll let you go. No, if you say yeah, they put you into another office. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't know what they do after that. I don't know what you talk about. I don't know nothing about that, but they you go into the office. I ain't know y'all boy. Them. One of y'all boys test that out and let us know what happened. Shh, boy, <laughs> ain't nobody about to be no guinea pig out there for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> playing us in the hospital, playing with us in the university and thing. No, I should be. I am all the way straight. So you in agreement with the statue coming down is what you think? Honestly, I'm I'm mm-hmm. in a, I'm in agreement with it come with it coming down. But I also mm-hmm. feel like but I also feel like if they want their statues up, the only reason why it's the issue is because our statue's not up. Um, because if you look at Demar BC statue, them boy got him duck off, and it took ten years for them to even put his statue up. They got him duck off in Hampton Park. Um, so I honestly feel like if dumb boy want these statues, I y'all can have y'all little statue, but our statue need to be up too and just as high, you know. But 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 
honestly though it'll contradict what they're trying to say because they're trying to say they're not they're not racist if you're not racist then why are you worshiping these racist people it's a conflict of power you know so if them boy has start um dropping all kind of statues and things all around our um all around our area our black people you'd have been cool them boy keeping the john c cow yeah because it it'll it'll let people know what they stand for but but that's the thing. That's why they're gonna take it down because now now is the thing. Now it's not okay to be racist. Cause see, before you see, it was okay to be racist. You can be racist and you wouldn't really receive any consequence. But now, if you racist, you hurt your business. Okay, that's that's right. And that's really what this is all about. That's why you got these politicians wearing these wearing dashikis and all of this mess. They, hey, and businesses talking about. Yeah, you can wear your Black Lives Matter shirt here. We're standing with the black community. Boy, when boy been at when the black community been going through everything already. Exactly. Where, where was this energy last year? It's like they acting like black people just came into existence. But what's, what's happening now is that they're just now finally acknowledging our fucking presence. <laughs> That's what's happening. Because my, my thing is, you got, and, and, and I'm going to bring Amazon in this. Because Amazon talking about because we stand with Black Lives Matter, they say they're going to ban. Um, Facial recognition, because you know them boy work with the police for a year. So I'm just like, ooh, so you're banning racism for a year? Like, what is what is what is that solving? That's some mm-hmm. like all this performative stuff, which I feel like you know it's good do that, but I need to see actual structural change. Like that need to be like ninety percent of of the work. Hey, you know what's so funny? Them boy, hey, all the people who vouching and thing, them the same people that wasn't hired. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. I'm out of fact, speaking of hiring, and I just had posted status on if y'all check out Geech Experience on Instagram because our Facebook page all hack up, so middle finger to Facebook. Um, I had posted status because the Whitney Plantation, Louisiana, them boys said they're not doing no plantation weddings because they feel like that's disrespectful, which it is to the um to the black folk, you know, ancestors who like who was tortured there. But you know, these plantations in Charleston, that's what they known for. They do them plantation weddings. And I right had tagged, I had tagged as many plantations, at least the ones that had an Instagram. I tagged all them boys and asked, are y'all gonna do the same? Like what's the good? Are y'all gonna ban plantation weddings? And so I'm gonna ask you a question that somebody would normally ask me if I say something about that being disrespectful. So why why can't they have that there? Anybody can have it there. Why not? Why not there? What what's what's the problem with them having it there? They can't have it there because you having a wedding on a plantation is like people are romanticizing slavery, you know. They're they're and, and and they do that something. They come out here a lot of times. You know they they talk about the garden, and all the beautiful history. What was beautiful about that? When I ancestors I was killed on the like plantations. Respect it like you would respect the underground, the Indian burial grounds, or respect it like you would respect the Jews burial grounds and whatnot. Right, yeah, they, they right. Bring up Jews because they don't care about them Native American um, burial ground either now. But but the Jews they don't play with them boy. Exactly. That that's like same matter of fact. That's like. That's like Nazi people. People who proud to be Nazi, they having a wedding where the Jews were murdered at. Right. On the on right. a historical site, memorial site. Hmm. We know what kind of chaos that would that will bring. And then that's what well, that, the whole the damn near the whole Charleston is conducting business on the whole burial site, right? They is because every every everything around Charleston, every time, especially downtown, that's also why we even get in a museum. Cause that was Charleston's so-called apology from slavery, because they was going to put something right there, but they was digging up and they found some African, they found some African bones. 
And that's mm-hmm. the only reason why we even get in that. But but if you be in a hundred, y'all be want to apologize to slavery. Y'all need to open y'all purse and y'all wallet. Where's our reparations at? Like we literally built Charleston. We the reason why and Charleston. What reparations look like? To me, reparations look like cutting that check. Just like how them but cut a check to the Jews, and and all these little systems that we built, and y'all constantly discriminate against us with. You need to be free. Education need to be free. Education they made education illegal. So white people had a a hundred year head start before us within education because it was illegal you we was literally getting killed if they saw you with a book you did you've been dead you was dead so all education need to be free we shouldn't be paying for education housing need to be free because we look at how they discriminate that's why i can't stand people be like oh black people just won't be on section eight oh why why can't why don't y'all own land oh why don't y'all own y'all own homes do y'all not know the history of them discriminating against us even with land that's that we did have land but what happened Gentrification. Like when them black people had went um they had went to war and they was like, Well, y'all gonna get um VA loans when y'all come back home, you know, zero down type of thing, whatever, you know. And then boy come home, the white folk been getting all their loans, set up everything, nice house, nice white communities. The black folk been coming, them boy been getting denied from coming from war and get denied. Denied, denied again. And matter of fact, and matter of fact, them boy, them boy had just found my uncle on my daddy's side um two years ago. Cause he he was one he was in a war, Vietnam War. He came back, um, he he didn't get his check and he was missing. They didn't know what happened to him. They thought he'd been dead. They just found him all the way in California. This man, you you know, of course, like how like how the system do be down on black people. So he was on drugs and stuff, but he'd been missing for a, over 20 years. Over 20 years. And they had to, they had to fight because the, the military basically had to like reinstate his benefits and be like, okay, because they, they did some, they, they messed up like how they always do. Like we got our people risking their life, fighting, fighting for a war that ain't got nothing to do with us now. That ain't got a dangle thing to do with us. Fighting the for Vietnamese, war. The Vietnamese people was even like, why y'all doing this? And they don't treat y'all right. Exactly, but but that's but that's the thing. The reason why we doing that is the same reason why if you look at predominantly black schools for career day, who they bringing in? They stay bringing in the military because mm-hmm. we know our opportunities are limited. So when you see somebody in the military and they saying, "Oh, well, if you join the military, you get you get this this amount of money a month. You get, you get this fancy car. You get to travel. You get free education. You know. So of course, you got somebody if they've been raised on Section Eight, they they grew up. They they barely had um they barely had hot water. They had to wash up in a sink. They went nights without eating. Of course, as a child, you're gonna be like, well, shoot, I might as well join the military. That's gonna sound appetizing, I ain't gonna lie. You know, that can that can sound good. Like, who wouldn't take that? You know? Mm. So that's what reparations need to look like, how they got the military benefits set up, and triple that. That's how they need to look like for black folk. We can get the same benefits, but without putting our life on the line for for a country that that be murdering and killing us. Hey, during war. Okay. Being killing black people during the war. For real, for real. Okay, because they right been lynching black folk when they came back from that military. Now, let's keep that thing a hundred. People coming back from war to finding out that they people got done get lynched. Done get lynched up. Done get slaughtered. Done get raped. Like that's why I don't. I don't understand why people are like. I just don't understand why the blacks are so angry. Yeah, of course. You know, if I was on the other side and my people actually benefited from slavery financially, you know, yeah, I probably wouldn't understand. You know, like, come on now. Well, a lot of times, you know, people just want to get take their benefit and go about their business. They don't want nothing to be attached with that. And that's why they got to pay what they owe. They got to pay what they owe because so many people feel like, oh, we don't deserve reparations. Yes, the fuck we do. 
I bet y'all ain't cutting up. Yes, we do. We, we <laughs> call for our reparations, man. Like for real, for real. Because if you, if I look at the plantation Drayton Hall, actually all of them, you know, these plantations are still owned and operated by the actual descendants of the people mm-hmm. who enslaved mm-hmm. our people. So they're still benefiting financially. Financially, they're still benefiting. Mm. Like, no, that's 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 not okay. That's not okay. Do like how they do with everything else. All proceeds shall go to the exactly you know, to the family who worked this, this plantation. So. And you ain't to the to the buckers to the white folk, y'all boy that's listening. Y'all ain't got wait on America. Y'all can personally give us some reparations. I just being honest. Screw like that. We can drop the cash app. I just being a hundred, and I, and I know you, and I know you know you got a cousin or somebody who um who's in real estate, you know, right? Get up off that me. land that that y'all didn't stole. Cause if y'all ain't stole the land from the black person, y'all stole the land from Native American. So like, what's what's good? Well, from the very inception of the discovery of America, been theft, you know. Exactly. Okay, and see, and, and that's the thing, and, and that's what's messed up with Buckra history because I feel like they they play us because we're so generous. Cause that's how they 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 ain't gonna colonize and kill up mm-hmm. all the Native Americans. We're generous. What happened? Try to try to teach them boy, you know, about the land, give them boy a little corn, and what happened? Hey. In return, in return, why? In return, them boy give them disease, smallpox, put them in a blanket, them try to force. Out. Try to force some boy into slavery, and even speaking of slavery, how them boy kidnapped us because they they wanted to grow some rice, but they ain't know how, so they stole us. Why y'all couldn't just ask? We could have did a trade. But so no. some, people, some people say that them boy ain't have put no disease, no blanket. Them boy say them boy just been that dirty. Who the European, the colonizers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit of both. Dumb boy had a disease because they've been dirty and they've been spreading that for real. Because if we think of like any anywhere, like if if you if y'all really look at like the European colonization, a lot of y'all not like look at look at European colonization, like because they because see the American history books be lying. They made it seem like they colonized us with guns, which they also did, but they had a real advantage because they were so disgusting. That when they came in contact with us, we've been dying up from diseases. I'm so sick, you laughing, but I'm for real. <laughs> the diseases. <laughs> the boy been nasty. You fool up, man. The boy been nasty. I just, I just saying. I just, I just saying. Right. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> look it up. The, boy been, the boy been nasty. As we can see. <laughs> As we can see, this whole coronavirus. Them um them black nations ain't really going through it. Right. Them boy got the least amount of cases. Well, everybody's shutting down. Listen, America, we a hot spot. If, if you other countries to the point where other countries like, listen, if y'all coming from America, you cannot come here. Mm. Especially South Carolina. So okay, so so let me real quick. Let's get back on. John C. John C. Calhoun statue came down. Right. It came down. Um, I'm gonna just go ahead and throw my opinion out there. I feel like they should keep the statue up or put it a little lower. You understand what I'm saying? Um, so my turn can remember who that um who that piece of trash was. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then they can remember who they people was. Keep the boy in the bush. You know what I'm saying? Keep him in the cut because that's how we is. We stay in the cut and we, um and we fight our war. You know, in the cut we do guerrilla warfare. That's where they learn that from. They learn that from the Gullah people. Um. Uh, cool. I want to ask you, did you see the Charleston study paper today? 
No, nah, what are you opening in? What happened? It got Jermaine on the front page on the farm that said, uh, fighting for the fresh future. No, fighting for the future of fresh future farm. Excuse me. It's, Ooh, um, I, I see her in the Charleston City paper um, headline saying, fighting for the future of fresh future farm. Uh, can you drop, can you, can you, you know. Yes. I'm, I'm so glad you, you brought that up and y'all be promised we're going to make sure we get her on a podcast or, or science so she can break that down even more. But, and, and that's why I say Charleston, Charleston, Charleston full of BS. This whole love is stronger than hate. Charleston strong is full of BS because when it's time to actually show that you're not racist, when it's time to actually put in the actual work for structural change, they ain't nowhere. Because Jermaine now, mind you now, she she created a farm slash grocery store in the making. You know, money, money making. Chicago Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's basically, it's the it's, it's the food desert. It's food apartheid. Like in most black communities, all we got is liquor store, corner store, barely got grocery store. You know, so she took it upon herself and she set up a whole entire farm less than an acre of land. Ain't been nothing. Less than an acre of land. Mm. They've been growing okra. Them boy had cane sugar, everything, mangoes, oranges, the whole nine peaches, you know, and it's a grocery store. And she got a sliding scale, you know. Um, so they community. Right, discounted to the folks in the community. And that was a good thing because you know it's a lot of you got elderly black folk, you know, they they can't go all the way across the, the boonies to go to the grocery store, and which we really shouldn't have to, you know. Um, but anyway, so I want to say I think Charleston leased it to her for like a couple years. And honestly, I think they did that because they, they didn't think she'll be successful. Um, but now, you know, she wanted to just buy it right out, you know, rightfully, because who the who the fuck wanna keep I mean my bad Jack is not I mean, who wanna keep paying y'all? You know? So so now they're giving her the runaround because she's trying to purchase this land so she can continue to, you know, grow food and, and provide provide that put honestly be that lifeline for the community. Because we need fresh food and vegetables. That's why our community plague with all these diseases. We don't have, like, that's not normal that we got to go all the way across town to get groceries. To get quality Jermaine, you can't, groceries. You can't say that Jermaine, you can't say that Jermaine ain't doing everything that she, you, you can't say that Jermaine ain't doing everything that she can to keep that bad boy alive because I did not expect to see her on, fr- on the front of a city paper walking into a store. Like, she, she really pushing that. She been she been out here. She been in the field job, boy. And so, like, if, if y'all listening, sign sign that petition. Hit up, keep Sumney, all them boy, because they, they they contribute to that. They contribute to that mess, that pushback. You know. Um. So let them boy know. Let them boy know what write time it email, is. Yeah, write the letters and send it to the send it to the officials. Say something. Because we need that, but that's what I talking about with that performative stuff. You know, we all distracted because they all take down John C. Calhoun, but you got people who actually trying to fight and change policies and really create something and and, and look what the, the white people in power of Charleston are doing to this black woman. But they claim the name right. racist. And we already know Keith Semini racist. And his, his a dang one um, his son been already caught on camera basically calling black people niggers, you know? So... So basically, we we more concerned with a statue coming down as opposed to our businesses being taken down. I want to say we more concerned. I would say we're distracted, you know, um, because I can I can understand people like oh take down the symbols, but I feel like that's the easy part. The hard part is like like using Jermaine Farm as an example is actually doing the structural and systematic change. Co, mm-hmm. what's her, what's hurting them to give her the okay? Because honestly, I feel like she shouldn't even have to buy that fucking land. That should be giving to her. She's you know, saving. She she's saving. Right. She's saving the community. 
She is saving the community. Cause I bet you, cause them other them other corporations and nonprofits in Charleston, they don't gotta jump through hoops. Them will be getting property for little as like a dollar. I lie to y'all not. I lie to sure. y'all not. We go there and get fruit, vegetables. I be getting fruit and vegetables for my old lady. You know what I'm saying? Um, people in the community know about it. They come by and eat. You know, affordable food. You see what I'm saying? Fresh food at that. Exactly. Fresh. Y'all, I used to work there. Them boy had um, some oranges. And orange been green. I ain't never turned orange. So it put me on point to be like, okay, these grocery stores really, them boy really trying to kill us with this food now. The orange ain't never turn orange it been green that been a that been the best orange i ever tasted in my whole entire life a lot of y'all not a lot of y'all not and not only that she got chickens and all i mean she 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 doing her thing y'all boy i ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna lie so make sure y'all please support her and tell Sammy to come up off that land and quit playing but man look yeah we gonna wrap it up we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up so definitely y'all boy we just won't let y'all boy know about you know because this whole statue finally came down and now white folks in Charleston, them boys saying, Well, y'all need to take down Denmark Bessie statue, take that nigga down. But, um, you know, that ain't about to happen. No, nah. but all right, y'all boy, just remember now, them boy can take down all the statues they want. But if we really want to see something shake, something change, them boy got to work on that, that structural and systematic change. That's what really, that's what really matter. Make sure y'all boy follow us. Um, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Patreon. This episode was brought to you by Patreon members like y'all boy. If you ain't this already, go ahead to Patreon and join so we can keep that thing going. North Chuck downtown, that we going for. Right. Man on them about this right that what we showing for. Right. Gala Geechee language speaking, that what we